Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at Harvest every Sunday morning, the first at 8.45 a.m., the second at 10.45 a.m. We'd love to see you at either service. We have Japanese and Korean translation available at that 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also the service you can view via live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we continue our series, The God You Can Trust. And on Sunday, The Grasshopper Complex from Numbers 13.26 through Numbers 14. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Hoffaday, Chris. We're coming close to the end of our series that we've been working through in, in Exodus and then skipped over to the book of Numbers. We've got one or two uh, sessions on this grasshopper complex and then maybe one more that we'll actually get into the book of Joshua. So we're coming up to the end of it, and we'd invite you to come and join us. The grasshopper complex is the story about the spies that went into Canaan to try to check out the land. And uh, when they came back to give their report to the people of Israel and to the leadership, they talked about uh, the Great Walls and uh, all of the people that were there and the giants that were in the land. And they said, we feel like grasshoppers in their sight. So we're going to talk about this idea that sometimes our problems become so big in our eyes that we just feel tiny in comparison to them. And there's some very practical, I think, some helpful teaching about that from Numbers chapters 13 and 14. So if you want to read it before you come, that'd be great. And if not, come and we'll walk through those texts. And we'd love to have you join us uh, this Sunday at Harvest. I'm really happy and thankful that Darren and Michelle Lastimosa have been willing to join us here in Harvest Time today. So first of all, welcome you guys. Thank you for having us. Hi, Huffday. And you said this isn't your first time that you've done this. It was a few years ago, but it's been a few years. Right, that's right. So um, before I was baptized in 2014, uh, we were interviewed um, with our testimony, with my testimony more. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, it was a nice experience. Yeah. It's our second time. Well, it's fun, and I'm glad you guys uh, are here. Darren, we'll talk about this at the end. Darren and Michelle are part of uh, our community group, so we have a, f- a friendship, and, uh, you know, we're part of a familia that's <laughs> that meets at our house, you know, every week. So that's really, that's really great. But, yeah, Harvest Time is really just conversations with our Harvest family about life and about the relationship with God and so it's always fun for us to hear what God is doing in the in the lives of others. You guys both grew up here in Ireland, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. A little bit in the states, but uh, mostly here. Okay. Uh, villages that you grew up in? Um, well, my family's from Tumon, but um, I was really staying with my parents um, at the time. They were in the military, so this okay. was like at Nick Thames and Anderson. Okay. What about you, Michelle? Um, Born um, here on Guam, but raised in Barragata. Okay. Darren, you're retired from the uh, Guam National Guard, now work for United, is that right? Yes. How long have you been at United? A um, little less than a year. Okay. Yeah. Just passed my probation, so <laughs> I'm permanent there. Permanent. All right. Great. I know that uh, that's been a process for you. Then, Michelle, you're the deputy, 
deputy administrator for the Guam EPA. And again, how long you've been with the EPA? Um, so I've been on and off with Guam EPA. So uh, I started my career at public health, and then I was at Guam EPA for about seven years, and then went um, six years private sector. Uh, went back to Guam EPA for a couple of years. Went back to public health for four years. Oh wow! And then came back to Guam EPA in 2018, and then was appointed by the governor to serve as the deputy administrator in 2019. Okay. So, you're right. It has been off and on. Yeah. I knew that it had been some time, but I didn't know it was you know kind of back and forth. And yeah. I knew you had some other mm-hmm. roles as well. Thank you, both you guys, for serving you know our island and and our country. So thank you for that. And then you're, in your family, you guys have kids, right? We do. So we have a 19-year-old daughter who's in college, and we have a 16-year-old son who's still in high school. Okay. Great. We're thankful for your whole family. Love your kids. Um, tell me about your background, kind of your family growing up. Darren, let's start with you and then, uh, and then Michelle. Okay. Um, well, I pretty much grew up in a Christian background. Uh, my father and mother became um, Christians when I was very young. Um, I want to say like four or five uh, in that area. Um, since then, I mean, we've been basically with them the whole time. I grew up in church, um, Sunday school. I mean, I knew all the Bible studies. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the Bible stories. Um, I knew all the songs. I mean... They couldn't fool me because the, the Sunday teacher would try to put, um, was it Moses and Abraham? And they'd ask a question talking about Abraham. And I'd be like, nope, that it wasn't Abraham. It was Moses, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it was very fun uh, growing up. Um, yeah, been attending here, too. And then you, you said you lived, grew up here, but also in the state some, so. Yeah, so my my dad uh, was going through a Bible college um, back in Arizona, so we were there for about four years, um, and then after that we moved back to Guam, and of course he wanted to minister here uh, and be part of the, uh, the ministry here on Guam, um, and uh, we've stayed here pretty much for that whole time. I haven't moved off island since then. How old were you when you moved back here? I want to say I was maybe around nine or ten okay. years old. Yeah. Okay, great. Michelle, what about you? About your family, your background? Um, so I have, of course, my parents, um, and I have two siblings, a younger sister and a younger brother. Um, spaced apart, um, my sister is seven years younger than my five. My brother five years after my sister. So oh, wow. there is a you know big spread between yeah. me and my siblings. Um, raised predominantly Catholic. Although we didn't attend church um, every Sunday, but we did go to you know all the special occasion, mm-hmm. um, obligatory you know um, masses, um, but really raised under the Catholic umbrella mm-hmm. uh, as far as religion until I met Darren. Yeah, t- well, tell me <laughs> about how you guys met. Um, so we, it's kind of funny because um, I remember meeting Darren in 96, 93. Through. We were discussing that on the way over, by the way. <laughs> Make sure you get the story right. Um, <laughs> well, everybody likes to know the romance story. Right. So, uh, so we, we, how old I, were you in 93? I was 20. Okay. 19, actually. Okay. So before I turned 20, I was a sophomore in college. Um, and then through a mutual friend who summer interned at the, the congressman's office at the time. Um, who worked with Darren's best friend, hmm. who is now the lieutenant governor. Um, so, so my best friend and Darren's best friend worked at the congressman's office at the time, and uh, we were introduced at a party. You know, um, 
a friend of ours had a party and um, the LT brought Darren and, and you know, to that party. Uh, but he doesn't remember me. Yeah, I, he, I was going to mention that, like, because that's always our dispute. Like, <laughs> no, we met here uh, during this time. And I'm like, I don't remember you. Yeah, so <laughs> he remembers everybody else at that party except for me, which, you know, okay. So then in um, 96, when I graduated from college and my best friend had moved back home, um, you know, of course, because of that mutual friendship, we started hanging out. So he remembers us meeting in 96. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but again, through through my best friend, um, you know, we, you know, did things together. We went to movies and concerts and just, you know, hung out together. And then that friend, um, her work schedule changed. And so then it was like, okay, well, we can hang out. Uh, so yeah. then that's yeah. sort of where that friendship developed and um you know i guess an interest to date uh so then we started dating about 96 okay 96 you guys been together for a while then yeah for a while yeah Uh, yeah, i I also like to say and we we say this all the time is that we we i I married my best friend and she says the same thing because before we actually started dating we you know had these very deep conversations and um you know with all the time that we spent together so um, knowing our deepest dark secrets, yeah, you know, so I could say that was my best friend, and I married her. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, That's yeah. Really sweet. <laughs> it's yeah, it is. That was very sweet. Yeah, but it is true. It, yeah, it is true. It's really cool, and actually, such an encouragement for young people in relationships. I really try to encourage you know, my own kids and others. That friendship that develops, if there's any chance that can develop before kind of the romantic part, there's. And I know everybody's story is different. I, I'm, I'm not saying anything about that, but but there is something that kind of gets a foundation in place. We really enjoy each other's company. We know, mm-hmm. you know how how we're wired. That's it's really a healthy thing. So, yeah. how long have you guys been married now? Twenty three years. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, twenty three. Yeah. So we dated for four years um, before Darren asked me to marry him, and then we married in. Um, 2000. In 2000, twice actually. Okay. So there's a joke that I, I, you know, love this man so much I married him twice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, part of that, part of that has to do with, um, you know, our religious upbringing. Okay. Um, so uh, even from early on in our relationship, you know, there was definitely the discussion about being unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. You know, Darren is a Christian, and you know, with my Catholic background. There definitely was some strife, you know, mm-hmm. between our our parents, and not not so much with each other, but with us as sure. a couple. I understand. And so when we were looking at places to get married, I had agreed that we didn't have to get married in the Catholic Church, that we would seek a uh, Christian church, and um, you know, the struggle that we faced at that time was. No one would marry us unless mm. I converted. You know, mm. unless I converted. Interesting. So we went to almost every uh, Baptist church here, um, and we were met with, um, you know, I'm sorry, you know, but you'd have to convert before we would marry you. And that was certainly uh, uh, stressful. You know, here we were. We were ready to get married, and no one would marry us. We... Um, decided at that point that we would get married in the Catholic Church. And that was also met with some challenges because then, you know, Darren's parents were um, 
were quite upset with us at the time and actually refused to come to our wedding. Mm. And um, a couple of days after that, we you know, were invited back to the house to have a discussion and um, with many tears and compromise, um, you know, they agreed to, you know, come to the wedding. So, well, if I don't mind, if you don't mind. <laughs> so they they were a little concerned about being part of the um, the Catholic ceremony. Right. Um, so their question was, well, what would our part be? And, you know, it, we just basically were telling them, you're just going to be standing, you know, right next to me. And we're going to, uh, you know, just like every other wedding is uh, receive uh, Michelle and basically do the uh, exchange with the parents and stuff. And um, they were like, that's it. And we're like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> mm. so it was a little bit of a relief from them um, uh, that they didn't have to, I guess, do any really ceremony, Catholic mm. ceremony, because um, they really had a conviction. Um, yeah. And and we understood, too, sure. if they said that they couldn't be part of it. Um, but it was uh, very burdensome. Yeah. No, it's interesting to talk about. Actually, I'm th thankful you guys are willing to share that because it is a challenge, you know, as you kind of think through what do we do about these things. And the Bible has some, you know, some teaching on on uh, our marriages. And so, I don't know, you guys have worked through that, have had to yeah. walk through that and the challenges that came a part of it, which is really interesting is it brings us kind of to both of your testimonies, right? Because, uh, Michelle, I'm guessing that at that time, that almost felt like pressure to you, right? Um, on your own personal faith and, you know. Right. Um, so let me let me do this. I want to ask you about that. Darren, tell me about mm -hmm. just your relationship with God. How did that start? And then I want to come back to this question with you, Michelle. Okay. okay. Well, like I said earlier, um, I was saved at a very young age. Um, I don't exactly remember. I want to say it was like five or six years old. Um, I had fears, um, and my my father had come into the room and saying, "Are you okay?" You know, and I said, "Yeah, I'm scared." You know, scared of the evil spirits, basically. And uh, he was, you know, basically witnessing to me and saying, "You know, God can take those spirits away." You know, because God is um, all powerful. So, um, of course, I I said, "Yeah, I want. I don't want to be afraid of these spirits." So. Yeah. Um, that night, I accepted Jesus into my heart. Um, through the years, like I said, I've been uh, growing up in the church, and you know, I, I mean, I attended all the Sunday schools. I know I knew every um, uh, Bible story there was, and you know, just knowing that, I guess I took for granted, mm. um, you know, what God. Excuse me. <laughs> That's great. No problem. Uh, you know what God wanted to do in my life, and. Um, so I kind of neglected him as I got older. Um, um, but, you know, like just, just recently, you know, of course, I came to you and um, was asking for help because. <laughs> I just knew I wasn't doing the right thing. Um, you know, I was living in the world and. Uh, being of the world, and that's what I didn't want to do, and I knew it was wrong. So, <laughs> so hard to get not get emotional here. <laughs> no, it's all right, man. You know? thank, thank you for your openness. Um, but I, I think, um, and uh, I had mentioned it. Um, you know, like we would meet. Um, I would meet with a pastor, um, 
And then uh, he started inviting me to um, the men's group. And, and just recently, like I didn't know how to describe, um, I guess, what had kind of happened to me until we were, uh, we're in the book of John. And um, a clear passage basically was saying, um, you know, I was blind and now I see, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this part was just, I mean, I was just, we were, you know, the men's group were discussing, but I was just thinking of, you know, all these things that were happening. And I was like, this is what's happening to me, you know, mm -hmm. is that I'm seeing and I know that I need to get right with God. So, yeah. And here I am. <laughs> Amen, Darren. Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes <clears throat> our our vision gets clouded by all kinds of extra stuff that is not God's intention and purpose for our lives. Some some of it maybe is, uh, you know, relatively, I don't know, innocent, but it's just busy stuff. And then some of it is stuff that really is displeasing to God. And as long as that is part of our journey, we really can't see and, and everything becomes cloudy. It's been really cool and amazing to watch God kind of just, you know, sort of week by week, take those blinders away and give you clarity of purpose and life and family and yeah i'm really really thankful for that i've had the chance to kind of walk along beside you in that and it's been it's been really cool thank you for being willing to share it because that, that your story is not different than a lot of people and to hear you say it it's a pretty powerful thing yeah michelle you want to share a little bit of your story i mean we kind of left it off uh you know the marriage and you know kind of some people almost pressuring you need to convert and i'm sure that was some pressure for you i remember is um, as far back as being two or three years old. And like I said, even though I was raised, um, you know, with the Catholic influence, my parents weren't very religious. Mm -hmm. But I remember um, very distinctly that there was this bare patch uh, in our front yard um, at the time. And without any, you know, prompting, I would go out to that bare patch um, in our yard and pray to it. Mm. And I, you know, I, I, I don't even remember being um, taught how to pray, but I prayed. Mm. And, and that was weird. And then it wasn't until like maybe I was in middle school that I had the desire to, um, to know more about God, which is, you know, I kind of initiated, you know, um, getting my first Holy Communion, going to you know, confirmation classes to get confirmed. And it wasn't until I was maybe a, um, a freshman in high school that I got confirmed. Mm -hmm. But I still had questions. You know, I remember, you know, I was probably one of the older, um, you know, older students in my confirmation class wanting to talk about, well, why do we pray to Mary? You know, why, you know, why is there so much emphasis on Mary when, you know, it's God who, or Jesus Christ who died on the cross for us? And I remember, you know, kind of being admonished, um, you know, by the priest, you know, saying, you know, this is just what you're taught. You should just kind of comply with what I'm teaching you. And I remember just, you know, not feeling um, satisfied with that, with that, um, with that answer. Mm. And, you know, but, you know, you're raised that way, you know, you're, it's kind of ingrained in you to keep, yep. you know, going to church because, you know, you want to seek, you know, spiritual growth and you know okay so i would attend mass with um then my um step grandma and i would just you know kind of absorb um you know the lesson mm -hmm. right but still had those questions 
And it wasn't until um, I started dating Darren and he invited me to church. And um, of course, it was different. Right. You know, it was it was definitely a different atmosphere, different way of of um, receiving the, you know, the the gospel. And it was strange. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to admit it was strange. And, you know, uh, um, it was completely different from everything I was taught. But I listened. Mm -hmm. And um, at first I was a really a, a little reluctant to go back because I was like, you know, I felt like I was betraying everything that my right. parents had, had taught me and everything that I was, you know, raised to believe. And, you know, I was going against everything. You know, yeah. I mean, my at that point, you know, we started dating. I was 19, you know, 19 years of my life I was like, well, you know, what have I been what have I have? What have I been believing all this time? If not mm, that, right. you know, and it was yeah. something different. And um, you know, even even when we got married, I think I had already known the truth, but was still afraid, right. you know, to to turn my back on everything that I knew. It was not just my parents; it was my friends. It was, um, you know, my colleagues. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone I knew was Catholic. So, mm-hmm. Darren was probably the first Christian I knew, true Christian I knew, that, um, uh, you know, wanted or cared enough about me to to uh, lead me to the truth. Mm. And so when, when people ask, you know, how were you led, it really is, you know, Darren, Darren who did that. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, again, that story is different, but God does use people in our lives. Um, as guides, you know, and the the truth is coming from the scriptures, and it is the Holy Spirit that presses it in. But the reality is that often the vehicle for our hearing is is some people that care about us and are burdened, you know, for our eternity and our relationship with God. Yeah. So yeah, you just kind of you know started learning, understanding. Yeah, and and again, going back to before we got married um, in church, um, you know, I was having a hard time um, just with the stress and, um, you know, and I remember Darren sitting me down and saying, well, who are we doing this for? You know, are we doing it for, you know, the the people on our guest list? Are we doing it for our parents? Are we, you know, doing it for this party that we're, you know, wanting to have to celebrate us getting married? And he said, it's, you know, you, me, and, and God, this is, you know, this is, uh, yeah. um, you know, who are we doing it for? So mm. um, I remember that was a, a conversation we had midweek. Uh, we called my best friend who at the time worked at the court and said, well, how do we get married? Mm. And we got married that Friday um, with, you know, it was supposed to be just Darren um, and I and our two best friends as our witnesses. And the night before we got married, you know, I told him, I, I, I just can't do this. You know, I can't do this without them. Hmm. Um, <laughs> without the family. Yeah. yeah. Standing beside, yeah. you know. Sure. And so uh, that night we made the decision to call our parents and our siblings and said, hey, we're getting married tomorrow. Uh, you know, hmm. this is the time and place. We're getting married in court. And, and uh, it ended up being... Um, a full pack, I mean, uh, a packed, a packed house. courtroom, yeah. yeah. And as a matter of fact, the judge that married us said, I've never seen my courtroom this full. <laughs> um, because, you know, um, you know, what we thought was, you know, 
all these things against us were, were was really you know the love and support of our family being there mm-hmm. to support us getting married which made it easier to get married than six months later mm-hmm. um, you know even if it was in the Catholic Church um, it really was a celebration of of us getting married yeah yeah it's really great I mentioned earlier we're part of a community group together, which is, you know, at, our, at Harvest, we meet on Sunday nights in community groups. I think we have 20-some across the island, and uh, one of them is at our place. And we really have an awesome group that meets together. And mm-hmm. kind yeah, of, we do. Yeah. It's a special group. <laughs> yeah. Shared life, and we're learning and growing together and caring and praying for each other. Um, so that's been great. And we've really loved having you part of that. So. Thank you. It goes. This time goes fast. I told you that it would. Thank yeah. you guys for opening up your hearts. Um, I know that your stories is uh, will communicate truth and help to others. So thank you for being willing to do that. Thank you, too. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to take this opportunity at the end of the program again to invite you to Harvest Baptist Church. We have an 8.45 a.m. service and a 10.45 a.m. service every Sunday. We'd love to see you at either. The 10.45 a.m. service is the one where we have the Japanese and Korean translation. And that's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.